With resilience and ever-growing demand in today's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world, it's important for educators to prepare the next generation in taking the lead. The Resilience Co-Creation Expo, or RCX, is the first step, and we hope to continue our co-creation and collaboration as we move forward. Hello and welcome to Resilient Talk, the podcast. This is an initiative of Resilient.ph, a social enterprise committed to advancing resilience programming in the country. To know more of what we do, visit www.resilient.ph. My name is Richard Lagarda. I am your host for this evening. So today we have two very special guests. One is from Asia Pacific College and one from IBM. I will be giving them the microphone and they will introduce themselves. Go ahead, uh, Mom Ria. Hi, this is Ria Luzvalbena from Asia Pacific College. I'm the Executive Director for the School of Computing and Information Technology. Hello. Good day to everybody in this podcast. I'm Andrea Escalona. I am from IBM and I am the CSR manager for the Philippines and for Thailand. Thank you so much, Mom Ria and Mom Andrea. So tell us something more about your organization. Let's start with uh, Mom Andrea. Tell us about IBM, what you do there. IBM is actually, uh, I don't know if nobody knows about IBM, but uh, hopefully... Everybody knows about it. In the Philippines, IBM, International Business Machines, uh, came into existence here since 1937. So we're 80 plus years in the Philippines already. Uh, and uh, the organization that I am from is uh, Corporate Social Responsibility. And we are in charge of all of the corporate giving Philippines. And uh, one of those is includes the platform that we have shared actually with Asia Pacific College uh, for the innovation camp, where um, you know the different organizations from Resilient PH have been part of. Thank you so much, Mom Andrea. And uh, how about Mom Ria? Can you tell us uh, about uh, your involvement in APC? What do you do there? And of course as being part of the innovation camp. Tell us something more about it. APC is a joint partnership of SM Foundation and IBM Philippines, and we cater to IT-related courses. The program that I'm handling are computer science, information technologies, and game development. And what we do is actually to develop technological solutions for our partners, which includes um, businesses, companies, industry, government. And in this technological solutions, we actually make the students create or develop projects wherein they apply the learnings that they've had into a solution that that would be used by the uh, the partner companies and uh, the government. You mentioned technical solutions and partnerships, and uh, I believe RCX 
you 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 partnered with Resilient PH to uh, to have that expo, the RCX Expo 2021, and I heard that it's the first of its kind. Uh, is this the start of the partnership and the innovation camp that you were mentioning about? So, so the innovation camp is actually part and parcel of a program in IBM called Skills Build, and through that Skills Build program, uh, we are actually uh, using the platform to enhance the learning of the students of APC. Uh, but part of part and parcel of that is really, um, you know, practicing, you know, practicing what you learn, and. It is through the projects function of the skills build platform that we are able to do this. And um, what's great actually about um, partnering also with APC is that there, you know, is the relationships that they actually have with various organizations, including our Resilient PH, Arise, etc. And maybe Ria can talk a little bit about that later on. And so they they actually brought in. Um, uh, the organizations into this uh, innovation camp, uh, which is the, the project I was talking about earlier. And so, you know, it, it makes for a richer experience for the students. Um, so Ria, maybe you'd like to expound it a little bit more. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Actually, what I like most about um, the expo that we had last time was it's a first of its kind because Instead of the students presenting their project ideas to the partner agencies of Resilient.ph, they are the ones who actually told the students what are the problems, what are the services, what are their needs, which actually mimics the industry practice of clients telling development teams what their requirements are. So it's a different experience and the students actually appreciated and realized, oh, okay, so disaster resilience recovery preparedness these are real things these are not just stuff that they watch in the news see on tv or even read in social media so the experience was really an eye opener for them and we're really happy that we have partnered with resilient.ph and ibm for this kind of endeavor i heard about skills build i heard the term skills build so what kind of skills are we looking for to cultivate in our students or in the Skills Build program? Okay. Um, first of all, we're very fortunate that IBM chose Asia-Pacific College to work with them for the IBM Skills Build. This one is very special because it is an innovation camp that the students learn about front-end web development. We are also so fortunate because this particular term or semester, we have a front-end web class. So everything fits together. When they, when actually Ms. Andrea was the one who approached us that they have this innovation camp, is APC interested? And we definitely said yes, all caps, Y-E-S. Okay. The, reason, the reason for that is because we, are, we have been longing into... Uh, partnering with an organization that will really make the experience of the students rich and not only rich but also industry-based so with the resources that IBM and its partner which is Codor in the picture the students were able to really feel the industry presence 
Okay. And we have, by the way, international mentors, which is what the Skills Build also brought, brought in aside from industry-based resources. The international mentors complement the quality of education that APC brings into the students. And the students actually like that. In fact, we have never seen them so engaged as before. So, you know, people were saying, when you come up with a pandemic, um, students will have second thoughts of joining classes. But it's actually different now because maybe because of the different flavor that we've placed into the, the program. So you have IBM in the picture, their partner Codor, and then the international mentors and the projects for resilient.ph partner agencies. So this gave them a different sense of, of purpose. And that's what we like in, with regard to this partnership. Yes, um, let me siguro also backtrack a little bit about the platform. The platform was precisely created um, uh, so that we can support rescaling and upskilling of our uh, learners no? and uh, 18 and above. We really wanted to create that platform because we recognize that there are changes in um, all over the world no? because of the fast pace in technology. And um, so we wanted to make sure that we address that no? because, you know, maybe the technology is going far, but education is, you know, uh, not at the same pace, right? It's possible also that we have learners who are, you know, out of a job, for example. Um, and unfortunately, that's, you know, one of the the downsides, of course, aside from the health issues that we have right now because of the pandemic, a lot of people actually also have lost their jobs or, you know, uh, they, they probably also, if not their jobs, you know, their businesses also, you know, and, and, and it's a time when it's very important for uh, people to really take a step back and think about, you know, how they can improve themselves, right? And so um, skills build, although, you know, it was even prior to the pandemic, it was uh, already there. All the more now with the pandemic, it's really, um, I think, very timely for us to have this and to share it, no? Uh, through nonprofit organizations so that people can reskill and upskill and learn a little bit more about you know emerging technologies but at the same time the 21st century skills which are very important you know and um, I think you know um, you know a lot about that right you know and there were studies in the past that came out where you know a lot of employers actually found that you know, our our learners, our graduates, um, and even those that are you know looking to go back to being employed, you know, lack those skills. No, so uh, you know, skills like leadership, skills like negotiation, skills like critical thinking, problem solving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, no, so so that the platform itself has all of that. It has a lot of these different modules, and for the learner to. Um, uh, pick and choose, you know, at will, uh, whatever is their interest. And so, but, you know, but the, the good thing about that is it also provides two other 
teachers. Uh, I mentioned about Innovation Camp, which is a project within Skills Build. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, the project that we have now is on front-end web development, which is to the liking of ABC, right? Um, uh, but there is also a component of the Skills Build platform on coaching. Um, and so as a learner, you can actually go into the platform and uh, pick and choose a coach that you would like. So for example, I am trying to learn on leadership. You know, I can go into the coaching function and check which of the coaches actually in that platform, you know, have this capability to coach about leadership. And, you know, so I can do that, right? Um, in the innovation camp, we have actually those two together. So we have a project on front-end web development. Um, so actually, let me see. The three the three items are actually all put together. So um, the learners learn about, you know, the different um, topics on front-end web, web development. They get to take advantage of being part of the innovation camp project. And at the same time, they are coached also by international local coaches. So so all, it's all great, you know. And, and um you know, and then we need all of that in using the theme of um, resiliency here in the Philippines. So what made you decide? What what made IBM and APC decide uh, to gear towards developing solutions in disaster risk ma- management or resilience? Why is uh, the code door or the innovations camp and the skills build gearing towards disaster risk management and resilience? Um, I think it's very important for us to address resiliency, you know, um, because in the Philippines, I think uh, we're the third, right? The third uh, most uh, ano ba yun? The disaster risk disaster prone country. Yes, yes. Yeah, the risk index, no? So we're the third uh, globally, and so it's very important for us to to do that, um, and. Every so often, you know, you see actually different organizations really looking at that. And really, there is no, <laughs> there is no, I think there's no way for us to but keep on going, no? to, to try and solve these issues for the Philippines because of the many different disasters that we actually experience. I mean, just, you know, uh, in the last two years, he had so much, no? I had so much. Uh, of course, anything about disaster risk management and resilience is really is the hot topic nowadays. So how are the developed solutions going? The ongoing uh, collaboration with the organization in RCX and uh, the progress of the students. Uh, where, where is it now? How, how are they doing? Okay, the students are currently working on their projects with APC faculty members and international mentors using the IBM Skills Build Innovation Camp resources. The Innovation Camp provided the students learning, learning the materials and the resources that they need, and the mentors guide them with regard to how the websites or the applications are going to be made. Now, what gives more impact to the project of the student is the mentoring of the clients themselves, like the resilient PH partner agencies, because the clients are the ones giving a perspective to the whole project. So what is good about the student's experience in this particular scenario 
is they are mentored by the technical guys who are the faculty members and the international mentors. And at the same time, they are mentored by experts who are into disaster resiliency. So it kind of completes the flavor of, of learning and which makes the students more gang-ho in you know, developing the projects. We are actually at the... Um, uh, middle part of the of the development and we are now also into the planning stage of coming up with a pitch to finalize and to finally present to the clients um, maybe a couple of uh, weeks or, or four or five weeks from from now on how to and what the particular prototype looks like and that's the progress of the developed solutions at this very moment. So what values in DRR are the kids learning? Any feedback regarding uh, disaster risk reduction? Okay, so the students actually, aside from, of course, uh, first of all, they learn the technical uh, aspect of web development and, and solutions handling. And with regard to the knowledge and disaster, you see, our students thought, and even some faculty members, would you believe, thought that when you talk about disaster it's more on disaster recovery and they don't realize that there is also such a thing as disaster preparedness disaster resiliency so with all of this perspective in mind the students were able to somehow have a deep understanding on what disaster really is and how their skills could actually contribute to you know managing or helping out perhaps even sometimes avoiding, if possible, such disasters. So there were some students actually after the expo who told us that they could relate with the resiliency, uh, preparedness even, because they had been victims of various disasters as well. As you know, Metro Manila, Metro Manila is um, prone to many, many types of, of disasters, floods, earthquake, and, and so on and so forth. But there are also some students who are more fortunate in life, or what we call more blessed in life. And this particular experience of coming up with a solution actually enabled them to better appreciate and internalize the devastating effects of disasters to people, to their neighborhoods, to various communities. And thus, it enabled them to also imagine and innovate the, 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 the skills that they use, the technology that they know for the good of humanity. So we're targeting this particular knowledge and understanding awareness of disaster per se, the complete picture of it, gave the students an understanding of how technology and their skills could actually be applied. Now, there is no disconnect anymore because in the olden times, there were actually some form of disconnect. If I'm a computer science or an IT student and I make a solution, it's mostly just a solution without any real purpose. But now that they know that there is a particular purpose which is related to disaster, particularly disaster resiliency, they now could very well relate to their project. And in, in, in that particular case, they are now also able to somehow put more meaning into what they do. And, and in academe, when you actually put meaning in what you do, there is purpose and there is great quality of the output. And we are looking forward to the output of the students. 
Actually, we are also looking forward in the output of the students. We would like to see how they can elevate the organizations that participated in RCX and uh, how the students can actually provide them the answers to their problems. So I'm glad that you mentioned that the students could relate to the disasters that's been happening all over the Philippines. So we can now talk about what the students think about the organization that participated in, our, in the RCX. So uh, would you like to share uh, any uh, feedback from the students regarding the organization in, uh, that they are collaborating with? Okay. After the event, we actually got a lot of feedback, even prior to the time that we're supposed to ask them for uh, surveys. Because usually after event, you know, in schools, you have this formal way of getting feedback. But would you believe immediately after that particular expo, we received chat messages, Facebook messages, wherein the students were actually telling us that they didn't realize, these are the real words that they used, they didn't realize that there was a variety of agencies that are into disaster resiliency and even disaster preparedness. I'd like to quote one student who said, we were so amazed with the passion of these personalities. That was that those particular words actually came from a student. So they were so honored, first of all, because the partner agencies, you know, went out of their way to present the ideas to them. And the students felt special, okay, that they were given time, okay, for for these agencies to present to them the services and, and their needs. And number two, they as I said, they were so amazed that. And they did realize that there were a number of different um, agencies. And some of the personalities who spoke were actually very young individuals that they could associate themselves, they could relate themselves because they didn't know that these young individuals, as, as young as they are, could actually contribute already to nation building. So there was a form of inspiration that was that we were able to gather. Of course, we have to be honest that there were also certain students who were overwhelmed. Okay. And they thought that, oh my goodness, this particular project seems to be big. So we were, we, sh we were able to you know, give suggestions to them, the proper scoping and all that. But the mere fact that they got overwhelmed and a little bit afraid as well okay, in making the project is because it was, it was new to them. And they, didn't they got a surprise of their life. They didn't realize that this particular thing in the Philippines is really real. This one really has a purpose. And they realized that they are needed in this particular perspective. They thought that when they go into computing in IT, they thought it's merely just for the business. They didn't know that there is more of a, what you call that, a, a nation building aspect of, of their curriculum, of their, of their purpose in computer science and IT. And that's what we like most about that experience and this current experience that we have for the students. So let's go to Ms. Andrea. Ma'am, what's your personal take on building collaborations for resilience? I think, you know, collaboration is very important, especially for resilience. Uh, no one person, I think, has the solution to it. No, um, it's, it's very important to really see how others, uh, you know, to, to see how others view, for example, a particular uh, resiliency issue or concern is at a particular community. So while there are others who look at 
it on a national level, it's also very important to go down to the grassroots level. That's why, um, you know, especially in our context, no? we're an archipelago, um, and, and we have so much as I mentioned in terms of um, in, in terms of risk, no? and, and, and you, know, you know, having that perspective coming from people on the ground um, is very important. And then people who have also the know-how in terms of technology solutions, um, and and as well as you know pe- people who have other skills, no project management skills, and you know all these things, those are really very important. Um, and, and we need to harness all of these capabilities, particular to you know solving our resiliency issues here in the Philippines. Thank you, Mom Andrea. And you made such good points, especially the, the one that you said, no one person has a solution to it. That's why collaboration is very much important in is very much important in resilience. So being a big company like IBM, do you mind sharing experiences of disasters from a personal and company perspective? Yeah, sure. Um in IBM, you know, Taking care of you know the environment and 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 resilience is actually one of the things that we have actually been um, focusing on apart from of course education and skills and through the years you know we've had a lot of different contributions uh, in this space no um, in fact you know in the past we've, we've worked um, with different government agencies here in the Philippines to help support um, you know these. Uh, you know, various needs, no, various needs. So uh, I guess it was more than a decade ago when we made this contribution um, to the agency, the government agency yes. before National Disaster Coordination Council, right? Yes, so now yes. I think that um, we have a different dream scene, dream scene. Yeah, DRMC. Um, is there uh, DRRMC, yes. Um, so, so before, you know, we had, you know, uh, collaborated also with, with NDCC to support um, some needs no, related to, uh, I think that was for, for Ondoy, no? Uh, so we, we had a project uh, with them, uh, very quick lang, so we provided some, some technology. And then um, apart from that, uh, we also brought in some volunteers also from all over the world to support various uh, government agencies, um, and and we we did that we did that I think twice. No, we had like two groups of ten to fifteen. Um, we call them corporate service score, and so you know they 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 came here to you know to support the needs of similar to what the students are doing now you know for the various um organizations for the innovation camp uh these volunteers uh, from all over the world they came here to the philippines and uh worked on the different projects you know, that the um the various um government agencies needed and you know and so you know that was also a very enriching experience for all of them and i i think they provided these different uh, organizations with um, it's, it's pro bono consultancy, no? So, so some recommendations based on the inputs also coming from um, from the different organizations. Um, yeah, so so that's it, no? So I think I think we we've had several, um, including our our project before for typhoon. Um, I think Haiyan uh, and 
we provided that to the Department of um, Science and Technology, and which was eventually turned over to the DIC, I think the DICT. Uh, and um, that was an intelligent operation center uh, that we had provided um, for emergency response. Um, but I think that, you know, I think at the time, probably maybe that, that solution was um, uh, something that was still maybe too advanced or I don't know, I, I'm not really 100% sure, but uh, I, I think uh, we were also, um, uh, there were some, some, some issues or concerns on, on the organization side. That's why uh, it's still not full, fully operational. In IBM, because what we want really is to, you know, leverage on, of course, our technology and also the people, no? uh, of course, the people bring in the skills um, to, you know, to help solve um, the concerns, no, the local concerns that we have. And so the corporate service score, uh, now currently we call it IBM service score, um, is really precisely that. No? It, it harnesses all of the strengths of both the technology and the people to help solve the problems. And so it's just, you know, also um, good uh, for us to, you know, be able to help um, you know, different countries all over the world, no, through through our technology and through our skills. Um, but you know, of course, for me, being a Filipino, you know, while we bring all of the technology and resources to help solve the problems of different countries, uh, of course, you know, being able to bring them here in my role as corporate social responsibility manager, it's also you know, I'm happy that I'm able to do that and and work with various organizations similar to. Of course, you know what we're doing here in the innovation camp. So having being immersed and because of the uh, the aid that you've been giving DRRMC because in previously because of the disasters that we've had. So what are the gaps you are seeing in the way the Philippines manages disasters? Can you identify some of those gaps? Yeah. Um, well, it's been a long time now since since the last. Um, Team came over to help specifically with that, but I think that in terms of some of the gaps, because it was really early on, um, I I would say, of course, you know, in terms of in terms of, for example, both technology and personnel. You know, technology and personnel, I think, um, would be also a gap, which brings to the table again the need for scaling up no our our citizens um because there's various you know as as i mentioned as the technology improves um of course you know we bring that to the table but if the skills on the organization side is you know you cannot if there isn't any skills to support the technology then it's not sustainable right uh and so it's important for i think for for that to have that middle ground in a way, you know, middle ground where the, the people actually can support the technology that's, you know, that's available out in the market. Uh, do you think, Miss Andrea, that uh, the Philippines is ready in this kind of movement to the future involving technology in uh, being resilient, being a resilient country? 
Do you think the Philippines is now ready or are we still behind from other countries? I think we can be ready. Um, uh, of course, it's, it's various levels of readiness, I would say. You know, we have a lot of very skilled people, for example. In resilience, you are here you know, helping all of the citizens. And we're very thankful, of course, that we're able to operate and do you know, the things that we do because they're there, right? And so... Um, So we cannot discount that, obviously, right? But of course, there's certain things that we can also do um, in in line with, you know, what is available out there, no? And and we all, it's not just the resiliency space. You know, we all need to catch up with that and, and see how those technologies can actually help us, right? Um, and so that's why we're actually very happy with organizations, for example, like Asia-Pacific College that are honing and harness, you know, you know, developing these skills, no? Um, so that in terms of the workforce that we need to be at par with, you know, um, the rest of the rest of the world. I mean, those who are, you know, the first world countries as we call them, you know, who are really taking advantage of all of these technologies. That we're there, that we're there so that we're able to 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 maximize it and enjoy the benefits also of having having the technology assist us in our needs, our, our specific needs. And actually resilient pH is very, very honored and privileged to to be partnered with APC and IBM on this uh, endeavor such as the RCX. And we would like to really be con- be a continued partner moving forward. I have a question for Ms. Ria. As a representative of APC, what solutions can you suggest uh, to address the gaps in Philippine disaster management? Uh, what solutions can you suggest, especially being uh, a representative of APC and seeing how the, mo- how the students are very much excited about providing solutions and uh, really empathizing even to the, uh, the speakers from the RCX rather? I totally agree with Andrea when she mentioned about technology and personnel being uh, the, the front runners in coming up with such projects in on disaster resiliency. But I'd like to add also systems thinking and awareness before I dwell into the actual technical solutions. The reason for that is because even if we have technology and even if we have the personnel, if we don't have the right systems thinking, and awareness, then there is still a gap. So we're trying to fix a gap and yet we're creating another gap. And so when when Andrea also mentioned, for example, um, it helps citizens, it would be nice to also include students in, in the picture or the academe per se, mainly because these students have the freshest ideas. And most of the time, when you have a fresh idea, you actually could create innovative ones, innovative ideas. So um, technology, personnel, systems thinking, and of course, awareness. Awareness is very important because, for example, without the expo that we recently had with Resilient.ph, the students wouldn't understand what disaster resilience is and wouldn't know how important it is in, in nation building. Now, for the particular solutions, since we are into a technology, we would like to suggest that we need technologies that bring in information to local communities, students, um, not, not just on the local communities, but also on the national level. And when we talk about bringing in 
information to local communities. It includes not just the CS and IT students, but perhaps also the multimedia arts and maybe the other programs. Because when you come up with infographics, for example, it's like a blend of skills between the technical guys and the uh, graphic artists or the multimedia artists. But yes, and information to local communities using technologies is very, very important. Um, we also need uh, a lot of technologies or maybe resources that would probably lead to hazard and vulnerability mapping as what the disaster-related agencies call. Um, we highly suggest that we maximize the use of analytics, geolocations, engineering um, solutions as well, not just IT, because a blend of these skills is really necessary. Now, when I say blend of these skills, it would be nice also for the academe to be able to not only just focus, let's say, on the CS and IT students to develop these technologies, but rather a project wherein different students from different programs actually work together. APC had done a number of interdisciplinary projects wherein members come from different programs. And we have seen the, um, the good effects okay, of and a better quality of, of the project. So when we deal with you know, disaster resilient related projects, it would be nice to put in the skills of different programs. Because when you create, for example, the mapping, you don't just, you know, tap the CS to the IT or the engineering. You have to make it also presentable, uh, people to understand what it means. So the RT side of, of, the, of the students should also be there. And then, um, you know, one thing that the Philippines lack is actually analytics, meaning we are still not good into gathering data, which is necessary for, you know, analysis or informed decisions later on. And when you talk about disaster resiliency, there should be informed decisions by agencies, government, um, businesses even. So it all starts with gathering the right data and, and you know, analyzing the right information. So analytics, we have to, I think, also you know, um, improve on, on that scenario. We're already good in software development. Okay? There's no question about that. Filipinos are known for software development. But you know, we have to also gear up into being being um, um, involved in analytics because that's basically where disaster resilient related projects actually get a lot of uh, insights and power. Now, this one is not from technology, but one of the things that we think we need to improve on is a collaboration between the industry, the academe, the government agencies, okay, into providing students a focus on what they could do to contribute to nation building. Why am I highlighting that? As we all know, social media could create devastating effects to the mind of our Filipino teenagers okay, or Filipino students. Okay, or the generation, the young generation, as whatever we want to call them, millennial or post-millennial and all those generation um, of words. So what one of the things that we realized from APC's experience is to provide 
purpose and focus the students so that they will not go into the negativities that they see in social media and other types of media. We wanted them to know that they have a purpose as a Filipino in contributing to humanity and nation building. I think it's about time that we bring in to, to the picture the purpose of students, particularly those in technology, the things that they need to do to contribute to nation building so that they would go out, so that they would go out of the country and, you know, flourish and put their talents outside and other countries benefit in their talents. It would be nice for them to apply that particular skills that they've learned here in our own country, in our own soils. Okay? And that is, I believe, what we need. But we cannot do that alone. The academe couldn't do that alone. There should be a, a contribution, a partnership, a collaboration by the government, by the businesses, and by other organizations. We said the youth is the future. But if we don't support the youth in what capabilities they could do, the abilities, the power that they have, then we're going to be losing the youth. Okay. So we're sharing this because we are very particular with how to put in to the CSNID and engineering students the purpose of applying their skills in their own country. Because when we talk about IT, it's mostly global, international, and they tend to lose the picture. They tend to see global instead of being local. Don't get me wrong. We're not saying that they don't need to go outside, okay? but they have to also focus. And I think the best way to love the country is to apply their skills in, in technology right in their own uh, Philippine soil. And that's my take with regard to technologies into disaster resiliency. Thank you, Ma'am Ria. You made a lot of good points and I'm taking note of all of them. And uh, you're absolutely right. We should actually use the youth or, you know, the youth in nation building. We, they should uh, appreciate and also, you know, capacitate them in terms of helping the country. I, I agree with you and all that. Since we are nearing the end of our podcast, I would just like to ask this last question. Um, let's start with Mom Andrea. Any thoughts for the next run of our RCX in partnership with Resilient PH and APC? I think you need to think a little bit more about that. But I think, you know, sometimes because nga innovation camp, no, it's only a limited number of weeks. Um, and so, you know, of course, we're going to be very proud of the students no, with whatever um, recommendations they have. Um, I, I'm thinking that maybe the something that is... Uh, what we call a minimum viable product, you know, something, you know, kumaga bare bones type of solution, but it can still be developed um, to be something more, right? And 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 maybe that's the next phase of of that, no? Uh, in terms of the collaboration uh, with Resilient PH, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Ria, if you agree with that, no. But uh, I, I've seen that maybe a few weeks of, um, you know, in a project won't exactly be the solution. It needs to keep on developing uh, and improving, you know. Uh, as I don't know if you're all familiar with the agile methodology, you know, you don't necessarily come up with a solution, a perfect solution, uh, on the fir the first time. But it doesn't also necessarily mean that 
you know, you won't, you'll stop and it's a hurdle that, you know, you don't have that perfect solution. So, and you need to iterate, you know, iterate um, repeatedly to come up with, you know, that ideal solution no, for the problem. And so I think that's where where I'm coming from, na, you know, the phase two, the phase three, the phase four might be just that, you know, and really trying to um, make the best out of an initial recommendation. I don't know, Ria. <laughs> let me let me know if I'm, you know, <laughs> talking nuts here. <laughs> Actually, I totally agree, Andrea. But in APC, as for the benefit of everyone, actually what we did was to come up with a more than one course into implementing the project because we don't believe that after one course, which is about 54 hours, the students would be able to, you know, come up with a very a perfect system because there's no such thing as a perfect system but we wanted them to continue on okay in improving that's what uh, andrea mentioned about the agile approach wanted them to continue improving so that the project or the system that they will be making would really be very useful so what we did was to uh, include different courses and different semesters or terms, trimesters, okay, in making or, or sustaining the project. So we have one feature, let's say, front-end web development for this particular class, and then we could move on to mobile application, and we could move on to a, you know, a bigger type of a feature, which is which could be credited or which could be integrated in another in another course. We call that actually project-based learning. And one of the things that I would like to suggest in our next run of the RCX is, well, this is for APC's um, end. We would like to extend this very good opportunity to our other programs. Because at the moment, the one benefiting from the RCX is actually the School of Computing and IT and the School of Multimedia Arts. But I'm pretty sure that my colleagues in School of Management, School of Engineering would really be be very happy in welcoming this particular partnership as well. Because as we know, when you talk about disaster resiliency projects, there could also be some contribution by management, by engineering, and even in psychology. So it would, we would like to extend this to the different programs of the college and perhaps even to other partners of APC, okay, other academic partners of APC. Because we, as we've said, collaboration is key. Who else are going to be helping each other? But, you know, us Filipinos working towards the same goal. So, yeah, a bigger collaboration is what we are excited about. It certainly has been an interesting conversation with Ms. Ria and Ms. Andrea. Skills Build and Innovation Camp are really what's needed in inspiring kids to get better at what they do to make meaningful change in the country's resilience. Also, the youth of today are the leaders of tomorrow. We need to get them thinking as early as possible about the sustainable solutions that can lead to a better future for all of us. Before we end the podcast and say goodbye to our guests, if you enjoyed today's podcast, click the thumbs up or heart or like button to down below and hit subscribe to stay up to date to our latest uploads about building a resilient Philippines. We can be found on most social media platforms at resilient.ph. Links are in the description box below. Thank you for being an astounding guest today, Ms. Ria and Ms. Andrea. Thank you so much, Chad. Um, it was a pleasure to be part of this podcast. Uh, and I really look forward to further collaboration, um, not only with APC, but the Resilient PH. Um, we really believe that, you know, uh, scaling up, upskilling, 
should also have a purpose. Um, not only a personal one, but you know something that is for others, for the community. Um, and I think this is the one of the platforms where we can do that, you know, through collaborating here in the Skills Build platform. Thank you. Thank you, Ma'am Andrea. Ms. Ria? Yes, in behalf of Asia Pacific College, I'd like to thank Resilient.ph and IBM Philippine for giving us an opportunity for our students to develop a sense of stewardship and social consciousness. And of course, at the same time, for them to apply their learnings in their field of interest, which is computing, information technology, and multimedia arts. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And thank you, IBM, for, give, for trusting our students in your project. Thank you for listening to this intense discussion with Ms. Ria of the Asia Pacific College and Ms. Andrea of IBM. Mm-hmm.